0: Welcome to Access Utah, I'm Tom Williams. Today on the final day of UPR's Spring Pledge Drive, my Access Utah co-host will be Craig Jessup, Dean of the us Kane College of the Arts and Music Director of the American Festival Chorus and Orchestra. We're going to hear a little bit of music on the program today. We'll present a portion of a recent interview with eminent historian Joseph Ellis, author most recently of American Dialogue, The Founders and Us. We'll also hear a segment from an interview with ecologist Jeremy Jackson, co-author of Breakpoint, Reckoning with America's Environmental Crises. And we'll hear part of Lee Austin's interview with Mick Fleetwood from Fleetwood Mac. We're uh, pleased to have uh, Craig Jessup, who is uh, Dean of the Kane College of the Arts and um, Music Director for the American Festival Chorus and Orchestra. Uh, With us once again uh, in studio, uh, helping us out on Access Utah with the Pledge Drive. So thank you so much,
1: Tom. I'm honored to be here always. Uh,
0: So we do, uh, you know, quite a bit of arts on the Pledge Drive. For example, um, this uh, this last week on Wednesday, uh, we had uh, Sergio Bernal, in um, Christoph Capistrano, and Tamar Munford. Wonderful. Heard some Mahler uh, music as well. So. Uh, so we try to do a broad range of things here on, on Access Utah, and uh, we appreciate the support of the Kane College of the Arts. We appreciate the support of UPR. Thank you. So I know you were, you're a member of UPR. I uh, am. Craig Jessup, um,
1: why, why do you feel that you should be a member? I guess this would apply to everybody, right? U- Utah Public Radio carries me to work every morning and takes me home every night. And I can count on many, many hands the number of times I've had to wait in the garage until the story finished because I couldn't go in the house till I heard the till the very end of uh this whatever the story might have been so without question, Utah Public Radio enhances my quality of life, and that's why uh it's a modest investment, but that's why I feel really important to be a part of it. And so, Tom, I'm going to do right out of the shoot. Renee and I are going to pledge $100. And I challenge all of the members of the King College of the Arts. And I know it doesn't matter if it's $1 or $10,000. You'll (laughs) accept it all. We will. And I want to do the same with the American Festival Chorus, the members of the choir and the board, to uh, support this incredible gift and asset to our community that we have in Utah Public Radio.
0: We appreciate that. So uh, <clears throat> there you go. Craig and Renee Jessup are uh, kicking in $100. And the challenge goes out to uh,
1: anyone in the Kane College of the Arts. Students, in the... faculty, staff, yeah. and all of the members of the American Festival Chorus Orchestra and board members. All right. Well, that will help a lot. Uh, on this last day of the drive, we are uh, moving
0: toward a fifty thousand dollar goal. And when we reach that, uh, some uh, some wonderful um, listeners, supporters, uh, are going to kick in ten thousand dollars. So we need to get to that fifty thousand to get the ten. Fantastic. So this will. Thank you. That'll certainly help. Your hundred dollars uh, to toward that. Um, it's uh, everybody. Pulls the resources. I'm sure that's the case in that's, setting up the
1: concerts, uh, the American Festival Chorus. That's right. Everyone b- brings whatever they can, and collectively we can do something together that we could never do individually. And I also think it's a great model of our our country, of our great democracy, that we, e pluribus unum. That's right. Many become one. <laughs> that's right. And this is an opportunity for yeah. us to join hands and keep this wonderful cultural uh, asset available to our listeners. And it's uh, that's
0: interesting that you say that. It's in one respect, the the public radio model might seem really um, unprofitable, daft. In fact, uh, we we put out the programming, then we come to you after and say, "Did you like that? Do you find that a value
1: of the people, <laughs> by the that's people, right. for the people?"
0: So it's the last day of the uh, Spring uh, Pledge Drive, and uh, we are uh, $15,000 away from our goal. It might seem like a lot of uh, money, but uh, one call at a time, we're chipping away at that. We hope to, by the end of today, reach that $50,000 goal. And uh, what that means is we'll then receive $10,000. On top of that, a very generous uh, challenge from a couple of uh, wonderful uh listeners to uh, Utah Public Radio. Um, So your pledge right now uh, and an extra incentive to help us reach our overall pledge goal, Icon Health and Fitness is generously sponsoring a $2,500 challenge pledge. That's going all day today. So the first $2,500 of pledges from you are doubled dollar for dollar thanks to this generous donation. So Uh, If you've been waiting to have a big impact, now's the time. Last day of the drive, uh, trying to get to that 50000 so we can get that 10000 That overall 60000 will uh, really uh, go a long way toward paying for all of this great programming, including Access Utah. And so a big thank you to you if you've already done that. Uh, thank you uh, to you ahead of time um, yeah, as you uh, consider uh, making that pledge right now. 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495, or upr.org. Your pledge is doubled right now, courtesy of Icon Health & Fitness. You'll help us to get to that $50,000, and we'll get the $10,000 on top of that. lot going on, and uh, an all-day incentive as well. Logan River Golf Course gift cards, uh, special incentive going all day today. Every person who donates has an extra incentive on top of whatever other thank you gift you'd like to get. You can uh, get a, uh, a gift certificate for nine holes of golf at Logan River Golf Course. So all of that uh, happens with your pledge right now, 800-826-1495. 800-826-1495. So we um, mentioned uh, there in this uh, portion uh, with uh, Craig uh, Jessup um, that uh, we love uh, all kinds of music, everything from opera to Bar J. Wrangler's. And so I uh, went out found some opera, tried to find some Bar J. Wranglers, but the recordings I found on YouTube were just uh, not, not good enough to, to play on the radio. You'll have to imagine the great Bar J. Wranglers. But uh, before we go to break, uh, the next uh, interview here, I want to hear a l- little bit from, uh, this is the finale, to uh, Puccini's La Boheme. The tenor here is Roberto Alagna. He's just found out his beloved Mimi has, has died, and we hear the orchestra weep along with him. Bellini's uh, wonderful phrase, he wanted people listening to his operas to weep, shudder, and die through music. You certainly do this with Puccini's music. Let's hear this.
2: Che <laughs>
0: So, just an excuse to to play some opera from Tom, the opera buff here. But we hear all uh, all different kinds of things on Access Utah. Hope that you consider this worth uh, supporting. And as uh, Craig Jessup said earlier, "E pluribus unum," out of many, one. Uh, and that's how, we, uh, that's how we keep this programming coming uh, to benefit all of us. Again, that uh, generous uh, listener sponsorship, a challenge from Icon Health and Fitness up to $2,500, they'll be doubling your money, matching your money. So your, uh, your pledge is doubled today as we try to get uh, to our goal on this last day of the drive, 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495 let's hear a portion of my recent interview uh, with Joseph Ellis, eminent uh, historian. Uh, this isn't a bad gig. Uh, we, uh, you know, I, I love Joseph Ellis, love his works, and I have a platform here. And, uh, and so I asked my producer, hey, let's, can we, get, can we get Joseph Ellis? And it turned out, yes, we could. So <laughs> we had a wonderful conversation. He has a new book out. This is part of our uh, Pulitzer uh, series, uh, American Dialogue, The Founders and Us. And uh, so let's hear a bit of my recent interview with Joseph Ellis. Uh, you, you quote uh, Peter Gay and uh, from Style and History: "History is always unfinished in the sense that the future always uses its past in new ways. Uh, it's it's always shifting."
3: It is, and uh, I mean, as I'm a professional historian, card carrying PhD from Yale, and all that, and um, and we're taught to believe that as as historians that we're we need to be completely detached and go back to the past um in the same way that an anthropologist might go to Samoa and not try to impose say doctor spock's values on the indigenous peoples of of Samoa and um and that's a that's a worthy goal and uh, it helps us avoid uh cherry picking the past just to uh support the views that we want to have supported um But I guess what I'm saying in this book is that at the end of a career, looking back, that detachment, while a worthy goal, is in the end an unattainable goal. Um, We're all looking at the past from the point of view of the present, um, and we cannot escape the values and convictions, whether we're consciously or unconsciously bringing them back with us. And that this book is an attempt to say, I'm going to go back and Ask the questions that seem to be most resonant and relevant for our time. It's a troubled time in which Americans no longer are sure of what their destiny is. It's no longer a manifest destiny and um, and make a virtue of this um and I don't hope i'm i hope I'm not imposing myself, but um I'm being honest about or trying to be honest about. The fact that uh, we live in a troubled times, and perhaps if we go back there to the founding, uh, it might be a safe place where we can gather and learn to to, to talk and argue. And um, uh, and we need to learn to argue together. Um, I don't think we can do that very well now. We all occupy our bubbles on our apps and our various versions of Fox News or MSNBC. And the founders are... Uh, distinctive, uh, because in some sense, argument is itself the answer. That's what the Constitution really is, a framework in which we can argue. And um, so I'm probably going to upset some people, and um, and I hope not all people, um, but uh, those are my my motives in writing this book.
0: So we need to learn how to. Uh, you right, we in our divided America. We uh, currently are incapable of sustained argument. We need to get back to that. You say. Um, I was going to ask you why you think we're incapable. I, I you, you talked about silos and we're and we're separate in terms of where we actually get our facts and our news. Are those the main yes. factors you think?
3: I mean, I, we're all guilty of that. I mean, you know, and um, <clears throat> and the internet uh... increases that you'd think the internet would increase communication in some sense it does but it also you know the apps there give us what we think and that's how they're dev- designed to sell us stuff and um... um... that uh, and i mean i live in a section of new england that's one of the bluest regions of uh... in america i mean amherst is sometimes called the people's republic of amherst and um <laughs> Uh, and in this world, I'm considered a conservative. Um, uh, but if I go down to uh, Mississippi, where my wife is born and raised, and we're going down there for Thanksgiving at Oxford, and um, I'm considered, considered a flaming liberal, and um, so maybe I'm positioned to be able to stand between these two groups right now. I hope so. Hmm.
0: I want to jump in and uh, and uh, talk about some of the uh, the, the founding fathers. Uh, and I don't is that a term they would? I think one of the strains of your work that through, through themes is the you know the founding fathers. Uh, we need to restore some of their humanity. Some of their you know uh, we put them up in uh, you know literally in, in statues and, and monuments. Um, right. They had foibles. And, uh, and they it's had natural. weaknesses. I mean-
3: all new nations need mythical heroes. I mean, Rome had Romulus and Remus, uh, uh, and Britain had King Arthur, and these are fictional characters that allow a nation to tell a story about itself that is uh, semi-sacred and rises above the, the profane and, um, and the human. M- the bulk of my work over a 40-year career Mr. Williams, has been to try to humanize the Founders to see them as imperfect creatures like us. Indeed, if they were gods, I mean, if the tongues of fire appeared over their heads in the Philadelphia Convention of 1787, what in heaven's name would we have to learn from them? Um, And um, so it is the imperfections of the Founders as much as the perfections that endear me to them. That's one of the reasons I love Adams so much.
0: That's a portion of my interview, a recent interview with Joseph Ellis, eminent historian. And his most recent book is American Dialogue, The Founders and Us. Well, worth the reading. Interesting conversation there. You can find the full interview online. Go to upr.org and uh, under Programs, click on Access Utah. Uh, Just one example of the kinds of in-depth conversations, impactful, timely conversations we try to present here on uh, Utah Public Radio and Access Utah. we present some music interviews uh, as well, entertainment, uh, popular culture, uh, folklore, uh, politics, um, public lands, a lot of public lands uh, issues uh, treated here. If this is programming that uh, you find worthwhile, we hope that you'll assign a dollar value to that listening. It can be large or small. And give us a call, 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495. If you've been waiting for an especially good time to call, well, uh, you've arrived at it. It's, uh, this is this is the last day of the drive, and uh, we have a uh, listener challenge from Icon Health & Fitness, $2,500, uh, a pledge, all, a dollar-for-dollar dollar match. So your pledge is doubled uh, today, up to twenty-five hundred dollars. As we uh, try to make uh, up uh, what we're uh, short now of our uh, goal, the the uh, the drives really picked up. Thank you for that, and we're just fifteen thousand uh, dollars short. I say just. I mean that's you yeah, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, quite a bit of money, but if we pool our resources. As Craig Jessup uh, said earlier, "E pluribus We all uh, join together. We can make this. What that means when we make the fifty thousand dollars is we will reach the uh, ten thousand. Very generous uh, listener challenge from a couple of uh, listeners who say if you can meet the fifty, we'll give you the extra ten thousand dollars to meet the overall goal. So your pledge doubled right now. And you'll help us to reach that reach that goal and a vote in support of Access Utah. All of that along with a great thank you gift. And on top of that thank you gift, you can get a, a gift card for nine holes of golf at Logan River Golf Course. All of that happens with your pledge right now, 800-826-1495. 800-826-1495. Later in the program, we'll hear Lee Austin's interview from about 10 years ago with Mick Fleetwood from Fleetwood to Mac. We'll hear a portion of our interview with Jeremy Jackson. Uh, who's co author of Breakpoint Reckoning with America's Environmental Crises? we we'll hear some more music as well and uh, more from Craig Jessup. All of that following this break.
2: Time to make an appointment with Public Radio's
0: favorite family doc on the next to pastor on Your Health be a jam-packed
2: hour and healthy living, including this tasty recipe
0: for
1: zucchini and eggplant
0: rigatoni. We always have a great time, so would you want Zorba faster on your health
4: from PRX. Sundays at noon on Utah Public Radio.
0: StoryCorps has been curating conversations between loved ones for years. Now they're attempting to put strangers together, people on opposite sides of the political divide, to have a conversation. The project is called One Small Step. UPR is one of six stations nationwide selected to participate. We'll be traveling Utah collecting these conversations with the hope that we'll all realize we have much more in common than we think we do. If you're interested, we'd love to have you participate. Just go to UPR.org and click on the One Small Step link. That's UPR.org. Click on One Small Step.
3: Hi, I'm Steve Williams, host of Jazz Time here on Utah Public Radio. I hope you'll join me Sunday evenings for a journey through the world of jazz music, from ragtime to bop, from Havana to Logan, Utah. Tune in for a bit of history, commentary, the occasional interview, and of course, all that jazz. Jazz time, Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock on Utah Public Radio.
0: Thanks for listening to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams, and it's a pledge drive, last day of the pledge drive for spring uh, 2019. And uh, your opportunity to uh, strengthen your public radio station, specifically your opportunity to uh, vote in favor of Access Utah and, uh, and to give us a, a few resources, whatever you can afford uh, in your membership to uh, keep this kind of programming uh, coming to you. Uh, Craig uh, Jessup is my co-host uh, here. Just an update. Um, that uh, we've had a great morning. Recall that uh, I've been saying that we needed uh, $15,000 to make our goal. Uh, the update that Katie just gave me is we uh, just have about $9,000 left to reach the goal. So it's been a great morning. Uh, but as you can, you know, 9000 nothing to sneeze at. You need to keep chipping away at that. So um, your pledge, and the good news is you don't have to, I mean, if you can write a $9,000 check, we'll take it, but uh, you know, if you're like me, you probably can't do that. Uh, so your pledge of $10 a month, or $10 one time, or $20 a month, or $100 a month would put you in the producer's circle with some extra perks. Whatever fits into your budget, whatever dollar value you can assign to your listening and the meaningful uh, results that you get from your listening, That's what we'll be happy with, and as we all chip away, we can reach this goal. Um, Just 9,000 left. Uh, We also announced that uh, we've reached that uh, ICON Health and Fitness uh, uh, 2500 Challenge Pledge. Uh, So that has been accomplished. Thank you uh, so much. Um, Julie Simon at Cedar city says, uh, has called in what a resource UPR is uh, to those of us across the state who depend on you, uh, for always a mind opening experience. Uh, Reagan Emmons in Vernal says lived in Hawaii, Flagstaff, Grants Pass, Oregon, remote areas, really enjoyed listening to NPR connected with the rest of the world. Uh, Scotty P- Fitzpatrick in Ballard has called in and said, love it. Thank you. And Hedrick and Logan has called in as well. Jean Thompson and Logan. So, Thank you uh, to all of you. Before we go back to Craig Jessup, um, Debbie Andrew uh, joins me here uh, just briefly. Um, have to get the microphone here. Uh, so uh, this has been a great morning, uh, Debbie. It has. And uh, but nine thousand away still.
4: Yeah, yeah. We 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 need you to call in. I, I did just want to mention that. Gene Thompson also supports us with underwriting. Huh? Oh, Thompson thank you, Electric. Yeah, he's, so he's, he's a multi supporter. Multi supporter. I <laughs> <We> love <laughs> that yes. guy.
0: You can become a you know if you're a business sponsor, call in with personal. Absolutely, yes, that, that would be totally welcome.
4: Right, and if you do want to underwrite content, call me anytime. Um, I will help you out. Um.
0: Uh, so the, the number again, Debbie.
4: It's what is the number? It's there it 800-826-1495. Is. Or you can go to upr.org. Um, I should have that number remember i shouldn't I? Yeah, well, you,
0: uh, <laughs> trust me, you will. It'll be tattooed to your eyelids by oh. the time you get done working here. Oh, no. Yeah, 800-826-1495. Very important number. Uh, this is the time when uh, that I love about uh, the, the Pledge Drive because we, we get to hear directly from, from listeners.
4: Right. Um, and that is great to read the comments, the positive the We Love UPR and the programming and just hearing what people like to listen to and that they like to listen. And and that's really the reason that we need you to call because we want to keep that programming that you really love. And um, we're also trying to, you know, see uh, how many members we have and how many more we can get that are listeners that haven't yet made that phone call. And um, you know we really we want to keep the programming coming, and you want to keep listening to it so uh
0: so the the hours now are dwindling, um and that you know you cue the applause it's uh you know it uh, some listeners say they love the pledge drive, and others uh. <laughs> including me when I'm listening. I, I, I like uninterrupted programming, which you get 50 weeks out of the year. Right, right. <laughs> so, but this is necessary. I know, I know we all uh, recognize it's necessary. But there's some kind of fun aspects to it, and part of that is is hearing from you, and I, I love that. Yes. Um, $9,000 away now. Don't concentrate on that. Just concentrate on your pledge right now, and we'll chip this away. And uh, at the end of that, Debbie, when we get the 50000
4: we get an extra ten thousand from one of our loyal listeners that really love supporting us. So, uh and we totally appreciate that also. So yeah, that's wonderful. Um, but that's a great reason. I mean, that's um a large single person that are donating that for us and and all you as our listeners have to do is give us, you know, your dollar a day pledge or you know whatever f- feels right for you um we whatever you can do we totally appreciate it
0: 800-826-1495 800-826-1495 let's bring uh Craig Jessup in again so i want to talk um briefly dr jessup about um an event we have coming up you're you're the headliner thank you so much for that april 24th at Milieu Design, which is down at the the railroad uh, depot, um, we are uh, going to be uh, uh, putting on an event for our uh, UPR producers circle. So I'll get to that a little bit later. But um, years ago, I can't remember what the year was. I think it was the centennial. 1969. 1969 um, there was a film produced That's correct. by U- USU Television. There was such a thing back then, yes. Um, and uh, this wonderfully produced film that's going to be showing at this event, um, at, uh, highlighting the, the railroad, yes. uh, on the anniversary of the, uh, the Golden Spike. And in the soundtrack, there's a young Craig Jessup
1: uh, <laughs> providing some, along with some colleagues that's correct singing some songs, All right, Tell me about that's that That's right. This was uh, the spring of my freshman year at Utah State University. And it was a group called the Utah State University Balladeers. And this group had existed for many years. In fact, the summer of 1968, they went on a USO tour throughout Southeast Asia. Japan, Korea, Guam, Okinawa, the Philippines, Hawaii. And I got into that group uh, and went on that tour the, the summer before my freshman year. And then we kept the group going after that because most of them had graduated and gone on, but we kept it alive and this uh, production company came and said, we need some help with the soundtrack, will you help us? So we got our guitars and our banjos and our fiddles (laughs) and our upright basses and we sang some uh, folk music Mm -hmm. in support of this. I have to be honest, Tom, I had totally forgotten about it until you guys reminded me and showed me my name on the credit roll as having been a member. So I'm pretty excited about this. That's a long time ago. That's 50 years ago, Tom. (laughs) And it it first didn't compute with me because
0: Craig Jessup, former music director, Mormon Tabernacle Choir, sang with Robert Shaw, you know, now American Festival Chorus, uh, you were doing the folk music back then.
1: Cowboy roots, Tom. Yeah, that's cowboy, cowboy roots. roots. Okay, all
0: right. You're a Millville. I'm a Millville, Millville boy. boy Jessup's
1: yeah. are cowboys. Yeah. My first music lessons were guitar lessons. Yeah. And it's yeah. never left me. And uh, you know, I think music is music, right? It is. It is. Uh, and right. I, that's another thing I love about Utah Public Radio. You embrace everything, all of the styles of music, uh, all of the facets of our history of our culture of our politics you show every point of view to give a balanced view of the human experience one of the many things i love about utah public radio yeah
0: you know i've I've always said you you see sometimes um uh you know opera buffs yes Uh, and i'm an opera buff sometimes you'll you'll see people being a little snobbish about other kinds of music you know but I've always I've always thought, well if it moves you,
1: you know okay. Embrace it. Embrace it. I'm I'm with you, Tom, yeah. and I love opera too. And I love Hank Williams and Patsy Klein yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I go every year,
0: um, since I got married, my wife's family kinda has a tradition of going to the Bar J. Wranglers. Yes. I've loved it. I do too. You know, I've heard them. You go to the Verdi Requiem and uh, you go to the Bar J Wranglers if it if it's, it moves you, entertains you.
1: Uh, exactly. I,
0: I, I totally agree. By the way, um, I still still in my memory one of my one of my favorite musical episodes is American Festival Chorus, Utah Festival Opera, and the production of uh, the Verdi Requiem. Yeah, I, I remember it seemed like the audience uh, had an intake of breath at the beginning and exhaled only at the end. <laughs> as so wonderful, so wonderful. That's a great memory for me as well. Thank yeah. you. So that kind of... And we have classical music here on Utah Public Radio. we, we A few years ago, we took it off uh, the afternoon, but we still have it on the evening. And if you go to UPR 2, the UPR 2 channel, which you can stream, um, you can get 24-7 classical music.
1: And that's an important facet, always has been, of this radio station from the time I was a student. There was always a wonderful segment of classical music. Uh, so
0: to support it, uh, Craig Jessup what uh what would you say again the,
1: the need for that support if you are a listener if you find yourself driving in your car or waking up in the morning or going to bed at night you realize you're getting this for free as a gift join this community and make your offering it doesn't have to be huge whatever you feel you can afford but become a part of the team that keeps this great institution alive utah public radio don't think, all oh, others can take care of it. We all need to take part in keeping this great resource here and the way to do that, you can go online to upr.org, upr.org,
0: or you could call the number, 800 826 1495. upr.org or 800 826 1495. Craig
1: and Renee Jessup have kicked in $100. And your challenge, you can issue the challenge again? Uh, my challenge is no matter what the contribution is, it can be a dollar, it can be $100, it can be 10 it can be $10,000. But contribute to this great institution of Utah Public Radio. And I challenge all the members of the King College of the Arts, faculty, students, staff, and all the members of American Festival Chorus and Orchestra, and all the board members, to also make a contribution. You have been a wonderful partner with the American Festival Chorus and Orchestra, and we thank you for your support.
0: And we thank uh, you, Dr. Jessup, uh, and Greg uh, Renee, if I can call them that. Uh, uh, they have kicked in their $100. Won't you join your support with theirs on this critical last day of the spring uh, pledge drive? Um, Debbie Andrew uh, joins me. And uh, Debbie, now down under $8,000
4: right. left um, to go.
0: So that's, uh, wow, we're making great progress. Let's not take our f- uh, foot off the accelerator, though.
4: Right. We need to. We need to speed a ahead (laughs) so we're breaking that down if there's you know 40 people how did I figure that 40 people that give $400 or 20 people that give $400
0: 20 people do 200 $400 and uh, 40 people $200
4: right okay yeah don't ask me to do math but that's it I mean really call now you get um, that Morning coffee, still, right? We still have the morning coffee thing going.
0: I don't even know, well, but uh, okay. you ask the volunteer when you call 800 826 1495. 800 826 1495. Uh, it's uh, it's just a fast and easy process. Uh, so Debbie, it to is. become a new member, not a hard process, right? No,
4: you um, it's super easy. You call the 800-826-1495 you will talk to one of our volunteers they will walk you through that process they can let you um you can do it monthly or you can do a lump sum you get to make that choice and you know they will let you know what um incentive you can get um at the 96 level you get the the mug that sandy bell designed that is just amazing and um and all day, anybody that calls in will get two Logan River go- Golf Course cards for nine holes of golf, which if you like golf, I mean, you do have to wait for it to stop raining. But. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it will soon. Really, yes, yeah, yeah. so that, that's going to happen. I know it doesn't seem that way right now. but So, um, you know, give us a call or go online or download our app, uh, upr.org. Just do a search in your um app store for Utah Public Radio, and it's a free download, and it has a donate button, and that's a simple way to have the app all the time and donate.
0: 800-826-1495. 800-826-1495. You recall uh, we had uh, my colleague uh, Lee Austin in. Uh, When was that? The days blend into each other. Uh, I think
4: it was Tuesday. Tuesday.
0: Um, And ahead of that, um, we ended up having some live interviews, and that was wonderful, and that was what what Lee wanted to do, you know, jump back into some live interviews. Right. But uh, just in case we needed it on that day, uh, Lee uh, rummaged through the archives and uh, found uh, a great interview that he did about 10 years ago uh, when Fleetwood Mac was on tour, um, and Mick Fleetwood, the drummer, one of the founders— uh, was on his uncorked tour as a conjunction with that. He was selling uh, a line of fine wines. And uh, so he uh, made himself available. And uh, Lee went down, I think, to Salt Lake and and uh, got an interview. I didn't with, know this. With, that would have been
4: amazing.
0: Mick Fleetwood. And uh, so let's hear that right now. Lee Austin with uh, with Mick Fleetwood.
2: Unleashed. It was you that made the phone call to your bandmates and said maybe it's time to think about a tour. Uh, it was actually very mutual. I mean, we we believe it or not, about two and a half years before we we actually were unleashed, uh, we had decided to uh, to tour, um, and then Lindsay's touring and his solo album became instead of one album, it became two albums. So it all got put back about two and a half years, pretty much. So it it was a very mutual thing uh, that just really had to resonate in a way that all of us could feel that it was the right time to do it. And Stevie went on, did some touring and some projects. And then we found a window where we go, okay, (laughs) we better do this or it's gonna be like 10 years down the road. Uh, So it really came from everyone, you know and we since the dance we have been a band uh... the dance was when everyone came back together and truly reformed and then uh... somewhat sadly that was christine's last tour and we went on on our own and uh... that was a long time ago now so we we uh... it wasn't a question of reforming the band it was always a question of just when do we all do this and it's it's different it's different from you know uh there's all the individual needs of when where and how versus you know probably someone like pete townsend i would venture to say says we're going on the road now and uh, roger would go okay now <laughs> and it's not like that with us so it's it's a little bit more uh, problematic sometimes getting everyone on the same page what's the chemistry been like on stage on this tour it's been absolutely fantastic. I mean, during rehearsals, I think all of our various, uh, as Lindsay would say, petty needs were addressed in terms of the way we were going to put the show together. And, and all from a point of view of, of artistic needs, I might add, uh, which led to, you know, some, norm, for us, normal disagreements like, like creative like an architect working with a partner you say well i don't think the staircase should be there it should be there Are you kidding you know so that type of dynamic but one once we became uh, all happy or with some of the compromises were made and and it's been fantastic it's really this is our first tour without an album so we're really getting a dose of in in truth not indulging ourselves with our new material but indulging our audience and we've never done it before in, a, in such a total way and it's actually really really gratifying you know we're enjoying it a lot in some ways less pressure we don't have the pressure of oh my god are they gonna like the new music and is the album a flop or whatever so we're sort of just enjoying being Fleetwood Mac so it's it's been great and the atmosphere for all of us uh, has been so good and we are Going on touring in Europe and Australia, and none of which I might say would have happened if we'd all been miserable. You know, <laughs> we'd have pulled the plug a long time ago. <laughs> and you have your own projects like Blue again.
0: I said, oh, you ready? How about you, Mick? You're Are you ready? ready?
2: Mike hasn't been out on the road since uh, the Say You Will tour, which is probably you know, des- it happened so quickly, it's terrifying. But it's probably like more like six years since we were on the road, and so I I, I became increasingly aware. Uh, I'm 62 in, on June 24th, and in truth, the older I got, the more I realized, because I am fairly entrepreneurial, like with all the wine and the stuff that's happening tonight and some other things that I do, but I really, really started beating myself up that I needed to play more, that waiting for five years to work with Fleetwood Mac is not a perfect time period for a musician such as myself not to be playing in a, in a pretty onward going away so uh, Blue Again is, is my blues band I formed with Rick Vito who played in the 80's with Fleetwood Mac a very fine guitar player and we have a lot of fun doing all the old vintage prior to Stevie and Lindsay joining Fleetwood Mac uh, early Fleetwood Mac and, and my love of blues selected blues songs that we love to do and the album is a live album uh, of a band that will be hopefully very much there me and Rick intend to to, and the guys in the band they all live in Hawaii Rick lives in Hawaii I live in Hawaii so it's something I really visualize doing in the downtime from Fleetwood Mac which when we do stop I'm sure we'll stop for two or three years and I'm not going to be sitting around not playing my drums so I found some really great musical partners and great music to play in in the uh, in that band so it's uh, our first offering it's a live album and shows where I, I come from really
1: Your back on me, baby. Don't turn your back on me, baby. Don't
4: turn your back on me, baby. Stop messing around with your tricks. Don't turn your back on me, baby. You just might miss
2: off my magic. And if you ever retire completely from music, you ha you now have a wine enterprise going. Well I that yes, I mean I think mind you that the wine wine sometimes is is harder work than <laughs> being on the road, not not in in spurts you know because we're, we're not a huge company but we're we're really enjoying doing this uh, with Fleming Steakhouse because uh, they're all over the states and we haven't we haven't shown our wines you know so extensively all over America this gives us a great opportunity. Uh, it's a lot of fun a lot of similarities to music I might add you know in terms of nurturing getting a, ri- a wine ready and letting go of it and saying it's not right and pulling it back or writing the song a little better and tweaking it so all of that stuff uh, and a lot of patience and then and then just like an album you 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 let it go and you you hold your breath and say I hope people like it <laughs> So it's very similar uh, and yes I, I I, I at least will have my own wine cellar with my own wine in it if nothing else uh, but I, I don't ever visualize uh, retiring as long as I'm physically able you know when you look at you know Tony Bennett and such like who's in his 80's I think he's still singing and he's singing pretty damn well uh, I have a little bit more of a problem because I'm it's all very physical and he just has to take care of his voice, so I, I have to try and stay fit in order to enjoy myself, which is actually a, a good double-edged sword. You know, it keeps you healthy and keeps you alive. But, uh, yeah, you're right. I, I may be reduced to a rocking chair and a glass of wine one day. <laughs> Do you have any
3: good Utah stories? I mean, you've played
2: here a lot. Only, I don't know how, how amusing, or it's not really amusing, but a historical one. Uh, I was talking with Lindsay because we knew we were coming to play here and and when we made the Rumors album we were looking to master the album and we were so crazed with trying to do the very best of the latest digital equipment and we for the life of me I can't remember the name of the studio but we found a digital studio way back when in, uh, in Salt Lake and we all stayed up in the mountains and we, we mastered uh, part of that album, Rumors, here in Salt Lake City, which is historically really a cool memory because it was all about the care of, of the music we'd made and, and tried so hard to make good. Uh, and we found uh, one of the very, very, very early, early guys who was messing around with digital information. And we mastered our album here all those years ago. We're out of time. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: You're listening to Access Utah. We haven't changed our format. Uh, that's uh, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, we, we uh, After uh, Lee Austin's uh, great interview with Mitt Fleetwood from about 10 years ago. Uh, it's Access Utah, and we're raising money, counting down. And uh, Debbie Andrew joins me. We're uh, under $8,000 left from uh, when we started, $15,000 needed to reach our uh, overall goals. So we're, we're counting down. Uh, just parenthetically, Debbie, I, I still have that album. Uh, on I, the, the vinyl just about worn right. out rumors was I, I, I uh, wore out the grooves on that on that album love Fleetwood Mac and uh, love hearing hearing from Mick Fleetwood uh, some some of the music interviews that I've done on the program uh, Paquito Rivera Rito Moreno Kathy Matea Mary Chapin Carpenter had a couple of interviews with her love her music Tishi Nohosa and one of the great operatic sopranos of all time Joan Sutherland. Wow. Um, I almost hyperventilated on that uh, yeah. on that one because an I'm an opera buff and she's she's one of the greats of all time uh, and turns out to be a very lovely Australian lady. You have an
4: amazing job. You get to do that. I do have an amazing job, yes,
0: and (laughs) glad to share it with you. And if you uh, support this uh, type of uh, programming, the number to call is 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495. We thank uh, some great people, Uh, Craig and Renee Jessup, of course. You you heard uh, Craig give his pledge uh, earlier this hour. Uh, We have uh, a wonderful listener from Brigham City who uh, called in. Uh, Jacqueline littledike from Lewiston, thank you uh, to you. We had some listeners from North Logan, who called in as well. And uh, Cora Price, uh, uh, actually, uh, sorry Cora, wasn't supposed to use another, sorry, a Logan <laughs> listener. Um, apologize for that. But um, we uh, we thank everyone for, uh, for calling uh, today. 800-826-1495. Uh, let's see. Let's let's go to a very quick break, and when we come back, we'll hear just a portion of uh, my interview with uh, Jeremy Jackson.
1: Utah Public Radio is everywhere you are, with news, information, and musical programming statewide via our six transmitters and thirty translator signals, worldwide on the web at upr.org and through our new online app. UPR is only a push of the button away.
0: Thanks for listening to Access Time. Tom Williams along with Debbie Andrew. We just have oh, about uh, two or three minutes left. We want to fit in a little bit from my interview with Jeremy Jackson, uh, the ecologist. Uh, Debbie Andrew, uh, I guess the number one more time here. and uh,
4: 800-826-1495 or upr.org.
0: And uh, we're we're counting down. We need uh, another uh, seven or $8,000 or so, and uh, then the fun drive ends, and this is the last day of the drive, so Great. the two are are coinciding. We hope to, to reach that by the end of the day. You can help us with your pledge, 800-826-1495, 800-826-1495. Now let's hear just a portion, just to get a couple minutes in here from my interview with Jeremy Jackson. You talk about solutions in the book. I wonder if you could uh, take you know two or three of those to highlight.
5: Well, I guess the you know the the mega problem that looms over us all is accelerating climate change, global warming and and increase in extreme weather. And that is driven by the emission of carbon dioxide. I mean, this is something we've known forever in spite of what people say, um, that comes from the burning of fossil fuels. That is the major. There are other inputs, but that is overwhelmingly the major input. And the solution to all that is renewable energy, solar and wind, which has been dismissed by the fossil fuel industry as a bunch of tree huggers talking about stuff that's not achievable. But it's so achievable that the state of California has committed to make all of its electricity from wind and solar and other renewable sources by 2045, and they're well on their way to being able to achieve that. Um, It is a fact today that wind and solar power plants, uh, new ones, can be built to produce electricity cheaper than new coal, oil, or natural gas power plants. And the only reason that the fossil fuel power plants are competitive is because they are subsidized. I, I, it always amazes me that most of the general public has no idea that we subsidize the oil and gas industry because the poor industry is so broke they really need our support. Our tax dollars support them. So um, we're already seeing examples of that in Europe. Um, various countries are getting somewhere between a quarter and a half of all their energy from wind and solar. Um, states like Hawaii are doing amazing things. Um, Republican Texas, Kansas, Oklahoma, right up into Idaho are producing increasing amounts of energy of electricity from wind power, the wind belt of the central... and
0: So we have to fade out of that because of time. Uh, You can find that entire interview on upr.org. Go to Programs and click on Access Utah. That's Jeremy Jackson. Uh, So time just to give the number Um, one more time. uh, Debbie Andrew?
4: 800-826-1495 or upr.org.
0: upr.org or 800-826-1495. Counting down to the overall goal, and uh, you can help. 800-826-1495.
4: Programming on Utah Public Radio is made possible in part by our members. And Ogden Restaurant Week, participating downtown Ogden restaurants, will offer special menu items featuring a variety of cuisine. April 4th to April 13th. Information at OgdenRestaurantWeek.com. Thank